0: To Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. How's everybody doing today? Feeling pretty good here. An excellent day. Uh, just getting started. And if you're just joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art and a 5th degree master in the Choi Martial Art. And we're here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe. Now, today's example comes to you first. There's a couple examples. First one is the monk scene from the Karate Kid 2010 with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Um, In this movie, um, Han, who's played by Jackie Chan, and Dre, who's played by Jaden Smith, they take him up to the mountain. And at the mountain in the monastery, there are monks performing superhuman tests of strength and skill. Okay? And one of the uh, tests I, th- I saw, the, the monk lift his whole body up with just his knuckles, just his fingers. Okay? Which is a superhuman test of strength. Um, also today, Another example comes to us from the Cobra Kai Netflix see- series in Season 1, where Robbie does a two-legged kick in the tournament. Uh, Daniel Russo said that that was one of the most powerful kicks in Miyagi-Do Karate and was taught to him by Mr. Miyagi. Now, um, in order to do this kick, you have to go up on one arm with just one arm and kick with two legs at the same time. Now, in martial arts, that is called an L-kick, okay? Maybe it's short for levitation kick. I don't know. But anyways, an L-kick can be done with both legs together or both legs apart, like in the straddle kind of uh, stretch position. Um, And that's called an L-kick. Which brings us to our topic today, which is levitation. Everybody gets all excited when you talk about levitation, okay? And we'll describe what that means as we go through here. But first, uh, a little personal history. Um, I was really excited to do my podcast today because today is my birthday. Okay. I just turned 50 years young today. Uh, So I'm half a century old and uh, I feel great. Feel great. Just got done doing a massive birthday training workout over the past week. To get myself ready for my 50th birthday. And I feel great. Absolutely awesome. So um, another um, thing we're going to talk about today as far as my personal history is that the topic of levitation. Okay. So anyways, there's a long uh, running joke between my friend and colleague, Charles Getting, whom I tested for and with, tested with in Korea for fifth degree master. Um, And then we once again joined forces and tested together for sixth degree black belt in Georgia um, a couple years ago. Um, We had an eight-hour black belt exam, and I could really feel it with the 460 minutes of active exercise during our exam recorded by my Fitbit watch. So I have the proof. Okay, the proof. So we were joking and. you know, um, we keep on saying this every time we uh, get ready to test, but uh, uh, we made a, a recent joke here that uh, when we test for seventh-degree black belt, we need to learn how to levitate. So they, we say, you know, levitation happens once we get to seventh-degree black belt, okay? So we've been joking about that for years, um, that we're all getting ready to uh, levitate, okay, in our, in our martial art abilities. So um, that's uh, kind of relevant to our uh, topic today, so I thought I'd mention it. Now, um, in all of my podcasts, I always talk about what kind of work task could we do, You know, because the Karate Kid is filled with the wax on, wax off, uh, paint the house kind of uh, work tasks that end up teaching martial art lessons. Uh, but today's work task, since the topic is levitation, um, is not so specific. So, I put down here any work that helps create overall strength, okay, like sledgehammering, sledgehammering tires, chopping wood, pushing or moving heavy stuff around, um, things that you see at a CrossFit gym. Those are all great ways to get your body strong, okay? And if you're doing a work task at home that simulates that, that's great. That'll help you to become country strong, which we've talked about before. Um, this is it's a general subtopic throughout our podcast to create a very strong body. So strong, in fact, that you can lift your body up in many different ways. Okay. Now, also too, in your work task, um, you need to make sure that you take time to stretch because you want to create strength and flexibility at the same time. And in doing so, you're going to make your muscles and your body be like flexible steel. So that concept, new concept today of flexible steel is what we're looking for in order to achieve those greater feats of martial arts. Now, um, since the work task on levitation is not so uh, grand... We'll be talking mostly about the martial art practice um, in doing levitation now uh despite what you are hoping for, I'm not going to teach you how to levitate uh, as a magical ability okay uh, most people know that that defies gravity okay um, and usually practical thought however um You know, it's not to say that, uh, you know, I kind of still believe in a little bit of the mind over matter, mind over body um, abilities that cannot be explained yet. However, I have never witnessed anything like that myself, so I can't say that any of that's true. But, you know, I believe that maybe someday we'll tap into the other parts of our brain and be able to do things that we thought we couldn't do before. But Today, the topic will be talking mostly about the practical uh, aspects of being able to make your body almost levitate, okay, and to defy gravity in many different ways using martial art and yoga practice. First um, thing we'll talk about in the martial art practice is a concept called light body skill, okay. Now, this is shown in many Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon type movies. They even, in The Sword of Destiny, they even refer to it as light body skill. Like, oh, you know how to do light body skill, as if that's something that's real, you know? Um, And they use it to justify the wires that are commonly used in these movies to help the actors and stunt people fly from rooftop to rooftop and be able to do these gravity-defying, abilities. Now, um, one of the things that you can do, okay, is you can uh, practice this by lifting up with your abs and your core, thus making making your body lighter as to not put much weight down, okay? Um, I do this all the time, okay? We have kids in the school that when they walk on an air shield or focus mitt, they smush it flat to the ground. And then you got me, who weighs a little bit over 200 pounds, who does not hardly push the air shield down much at all. So what's the justification in that? Someone who's 45 pounds that squishes the air shield to the floor, and someone who's 200 that doesn't squish it hardly at all. And part of that is grace, finesse, walking on the tips of your toes, And being able to lift your your core and your chest up, making yourself slightly lighter than you appear. Or you can be heavy footed. Okay. Um, The one I was thinking of this example as I was talking to you here. You know, um, when you're in the water, okay, and in scouts, we we learned how to swim um, and we had to float for a minute. I think after our swim, we had to float for a minute and show that we could float. In the middle of the water, if we ever fell out of a boat, we could float for a while until someone came to rescue us um, to rest. And you cannot do this if you're all crunched up. So if your chest is crunched up and you're concave and you're not, you don't have your chest expanded and your arms aren't out, you don't float. You just sink. So in order to float, you have to lay back on your back, expand your chest out, fill your fill your lungs with oxygen, um, and then. you can float on top of the water pretty easily. Um, I I, I attribute that mostly to the scientific explanation of why I can do that um, and some of the younger kids cannot. Um, So you can practice this. We practice this in class by walking on air shields, uh, and then we start stacking them up too to uh, get them higher. Okay, So you you can run along the air shields and then jump onto the higher stack and the higher stack and the higher stack without putting much weight down or without knocking them over, okay? Um, it's We used to do this in the demo, demo team all the time to be able to do the special stunts, like when you run and, and jump off someone's back. You don't run and jump off someone's back really heavy-footed because they'll go, oh, and they'll be like, that hurt, you know? So you have to kind of keep um, a very light uh, touch onto the back and then kind of fly over them. Use that uh, push just to help you elevate just a little bit. Uh, You don't push them hard. So that is one way to attempt to get light body skill. Okay. Now, moving on. um, Another thing that helps defy gravity is the advanced yoga poses. Okay. There are a few advanced yoga poses that require you to almost levitate with a combination of strength, flexibility, proper form, and technique. Here are three common ones that I've noticed that make you look like you're levitating. One is the crow. Now, the crow pose, you put your hands down um, and then you put your knees on your elbows and you kind of float like you're a bird to the air, balancing everything on your forearm muscles and your hands. And that is the crow. Another one, is the peacock now the peacock? You have to keep your body straight, and you have to kind of uh, put your hands down and put your elbows into your um, <clears throat> around your abdomen, okay, or hips, um, and then you balance the weight of your body on those arms, okay, and that's called the peacock uh, pose, okay. It's very hard to do. You have to be very strong to do it. Um, there was one movie where I saw. I can't remember her name. She's in a lot of movies. Um, But um, she was doing that pose um, every morning um, as part of the uh, movie. It was a Tom Cruise movie. Um, And they were, every day, kept on going through the same thing over and over again. But I forgot the name. But anyways, uh, she looked pretty tough because she was, was pretty buff in that movie. And she was able to hold her whole body weight up in the peacock pose. The next one that I see a lot of yogis doing... Is called the firefly. Now, the firefly, you uh, put your arms, like your legs are kind of in a straddle stretch, and then you put your arms um, uh, in your inner thigh area, and then you lift your whole body up, and then you're kind of like a firefly. You're flying through the air with your uh, legs up in the air and your arms down, supporting all your body weight, thus, once again, levitating. Now, uh, just as a personal note, I can do the crow pretty easily. I can almost do the peacock sometimes, and there's no way I can do the firefly yet. So um, you keep on practicing those yoga poses to try and create uh, confidence in your, in your yoga that you can do the easy yoga stretches as well as the uh, advanced yoga poses as well. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Now, um, besides the yoga poses that defy gravity, we also have martial art kicks that almost levitate when performing, okay? So um, this is something funny. Um, in, the, in the studio here, we have what's called a skipping kick, okay? And we use these in the Ninja Warrior program a lot. And the skipping kick, you have to, um, you, like a front leg um, front kick or a front leg heel kick, you can skip that kick. So what you do is you, you jump off the front foot, you float through the air, and then you kick with the front foot again. So, after you've done it, it's skipping forward, okay? Some people could call this a jump kick, uh, but it's more of a linear uh, jump kick, a horizontal jump kick, not a uh, vert- vertical jump kick. So, um, the, the, the ironic thing is, is that I can um, cover 15 feet with that kick. So, for one jump, one step, I can cover 15-foot distance and hit the bag, okay? Now, we use these kicks a lot in self-defense. Because when you're fighting multiple opponents, so let's say you're fighting his buddy first, and then his other buddy is coming up from behind you. Now you, you you dispatch the first guy, and then you immediately skip to the next guy and take him out before he can ever pull any weapon or anything out, and you surprise him with that with the jump with the, uh, the clo- with close the distance you close the gap, and they don't expect you to be able to do that. They just expect you to wait until they get there. So it's a great, uh, great surprise for them. So, but the, the funny thing was that I was talking about is that the kids in the school, we teach the skipping kick a lot and um, the kids, they try and copy how much distance I get. So what the kids do, they take like uh, like, like five five or six steps or five steps and then they do a kick. So they they try and copy the same amount of distance that I cover. I do it in one step, one jump. They do it in... Five five steps, and then they jump and they try to copy the what what they saw me do, which is kind of funny. So uh, I keep telling the kids, no, I'm doing that all with one step. So you try the same thing. Um, tornado kicks. We've covered tornado kicks before, but tornado kicks seem to defy gravity. You do one uh, like swing kick or a uh, roundhouse kick, and then you um, you put the foot down briefly, bring the knee around, and then you kick with that same leg again. Um, with the swing kick, so because you start to kick before the foot's even put down, you're kind of levitating for a second, stepping on air, um, and it works. So another kick is the cartwheel kick. Okay, now this is you have to be able to do a cartwheel first, and then as you do a cartwheel, you use a you use your crescent kicks from your your uh, legs to perform the kick. You can do it with either one of your legs or both of your legs. Um, one you know, like boom, boom, like first the one, then the second, or you can hit with the front one or hit with the back one, depending on how much much uh, stock you try and put into it. okay? It certainly affects your uh, your range on that. you got to make sure that you can still kick and land. Um, also too, the uh, there's certain jump kicks that defy gravity, okay. Um, we do a lot of the jump split kicks, okay? In our martial art, one is the double front jump kick. This is when you jump off both legs, and you can do the kick one of two ways. You can do it with both legs together and hit with both legs at the same time, kind of like a Liu Kang move, you know. Um, Or you can do a um, you can try and hit two opponents at the same time by doing it split. So like your legs are more split, like a straddle stretch, and then you kick with both front kicks at the same time, thus hitting two people at the same time. And that's a great kick too, split kick. And then another one is the um, another version of the split kick where you do one leg does a side kick and the other one does a twisting kick at the same time. And thus one leg goes out one way, the other leg goes out the other way and you're kind of uh, uh, stretched out there. Okay, it's a pretty cool kick. I've done it before on air shields. Um, it's hard to generate a lot of power because your legs are both going different directions. Uh, but it looks pretty cool when you try to show in demonstrations um, and show the uh, the kids and, and, of course, movies like that kind of stuff, too. Now, the last one is one that I cannot do yet. I like to say the word yet. Um, but it's called a butterfly kick. Okay, Now, the butterfly kick is different than the split kicks because you have to build up momentum to do that. So in order to do that, you have to kind of uh, do this this side flip thing. So you do like a side flip, and you kind of get build up momentum, and then you finally do kind of like a spinning crescent kick at the end. Now the spinning crescent kick I can do, I just can't do the lead up to that kick and get up into the air. So it looks cool when it's done. I've seen people do it. Um, one of my projects now that I've had such an awesome birthday workout is to start working on my flexibility a little bit more so that I can try those things without hurting myself. I am getting a little older, but I can still do quite a bit for my age. But we'll, we'll try it. We'll try it. Okay. Um. So, um, one of the things that um, you know we do every single episode is that we try to incorporate um a secret word. Okay. So the secret word today is actually a part of a song, okay? So, you know, I'm a little older here, so I'm showing my age, but I do enjoy music of every era, okay? And this is something that my kids listen to, and I've heard it before, and I said I wanted to include it today. So, anyways, here's the song, and then after the song, I'll give you the secret word. Ready? Here we go. Oh, hold on. There you go. Listen to it. There you go, that is the secret word. I am levitating, okay? So if you tell me what the secret word is, I am levitating. We'll give you discounts here at the studio. Uh, We have these awesome um, uh, universal martial arts stickers that we're uh, selling right now. Uh, You can get a discount on those or our Karate uh, Karate Kid Master Dojo t-shirts, okay? And then pretty soon, uh, close to after the uh, universal martial arts stickers are selling out, We're going to get some Karate Kid Master Dojo stickers as well. So, we're looking forward to that. So, anyways, um, remember that in order to fully learn Miyagi Do Karate or any martial art, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Sometimes you can do work. Okay? In fact, hard work is a part of martial arts. But remember, we are here. Every week, learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope you guys enjoy your day and enjoy the rest of your week. And this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.